He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on 40 Talk today, I'm James Graham, your host, joined by Wendell Saylor and Connor Watson. We're going to be talking all things Good Friday games. That's the Bulldogs feed the Rabbitohs. Looking forward to that one. And the Queensland Derby, Cowboys taking on the Dolphins. We'll talk about that epic clash between the Storm v the Roosters. And we're also going to talk about Nico Hines re-signing and Kevin Walters' extension. Hello and welcome everybody to the latest edition of 40 Talk, brought to you by the Listener App. I'm your host, James Graham. Connor Watson, in as usual, we've got a very special guest. Very special. Very special. The big dog. <laughs> what is it? Is it because it's Easter and you think that I'm like a big chocolate Easter bunny? You want me in here? Am I your bunny? Is that right? But it's good to be here, thanks. Am I, am I your big white chocolate teddy bear? <laughs> Mate, you are my big white chocolate teddy bear and I love it. And I love, love milk we'd and chocolate. Make it, we'd make a great minstrel. We would, we would. We you know what? Me. Top deck chocolate man, you brother. Yeah. <laughs> Even Connor Watson, he's very, he's a snack. He's young. in the middle, man. Yeah. My good yeah, to be. He's, he's, yeah. he's marshmallow. That'd be, oh, bit of white chocolate, mm. marshmallow. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, Connor, I like Connor as a, as a person and, um, mate, um, footy talker, mate. Um, it's the first time I've been on footy talk. I, I love it. On debut. Well, mm. we've got plenty to get through. Yeah. Uh, what a game it was last night. Melbourne Storm dominate Cameron Munster on another level in my opinion um, he was pulling all the strings Xavier Coates hat trick what a game well I think look mate the Roosters for me I thought I tipped the Roosters to win this game but I just think when Munster's on their forwards uh, complete their sets and in those conditions Melbourne is so used to it um, and it's one of those things where Xavier Coates scores three tries mate um, Harry Grant just comes out of dummy half that's what he does but even like you know yourself mate in those conditions, man, the outside backs do their job, but the forwards set the standard. Yeah, absolutely, Dell. And at 28 points to eight, I thought that it could have been more for the Melbourne Storm. I think towards the back end of that second half, they just probably put the took the foot off the gas, gas a little bit. But I think there was some very telling statistics to come out of the game. The, the conditions looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yet the Melbourne Storm, they completed at 90%. The Roosters, however, were 63. Errors, 7-13 to 13 in favour of the Melbourne Storm. Now, tackles in the opposition half, 80 Melbourne Storm, 36 from the Roosters. Opposite Tackled in the opposition, 20. 47 times the Melbourne Storm were tackled in the Roosters, 20. Only 15 times yeah. with the Roosters. So, I know, I know stats don't paint the picture, but it was just a... It, for, for me... The, the Roosters just, they couldn't shift themselves out of trouble. They were trying to. Melbourne very aggressive on an edge. And then Melbourne's game plan was, for me, was as clear as day. One of the the concerns about the Roosters is the def- the defensive capabilities of their halfbacks who sit three defenders in from the edge. Now, it was for me, it was, it was so clear what the Melbourne Storm were trying to do. They were moving from scrum line to scrum line, scrum line to scrum line in attack to tire up the three in defenders like Luke Keary and Sam Walker. And I think that game plan paid off. Is that fair to well, say, Well, look, look for me, look for me, I'm an outside back. Connor, mate, you'd know, one, one, you're a rooster, but also you defend it around there. And you know, when you get on the back foot, it's hard to sort of come back at that. So that game plan... We're from both sides. You want to try to tire, you know, obviously opposition out like that. But obviously, Luke, uh, young, uh, young Walker, uh, Luke Curry, not big bodies, but you know yourself, um, when those big forwards are coming at you, it's, it's up to you to do what you've got to do. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like that game plan, that might have been their game plan. But when you give the Storm 60% of the ball, 
and it's down there. It's a, it's a wet, cold night. You're not doing yourself any favours. So I think uh, Robbo probably would have just spoke about ball control and our ill-discipline, like too many penalties, let a Melbourne out of um, their own end. Because I thought looking at the first 20 minutes, I was like, we're on top. We, we look really good here. And then I think it was like that forward pass that Rad's yeah, well, I don't. I don't think it was forward. I think it I was thought it was back. forward. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I thought Jimmy didn't think it was forward. I didn't think it was forward. I thought forward it was either. flat. Yeah, me and Dan Gane. It, yeah, it was. It was flat, but I think it was enough to be forward. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, I want to get your thoughts. I thought where Melbourne Storm um, really took advantage was with the simbinning of Victor Radley. Now, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I think that is Victor Radley is a victim of reputation, in my opinion. I, I think we we see. That incident happened a number of occasions, but because it's Victor Radley, he goes for 10. Do you think so, or do you think that's like where the game's at now? Good like, question. Do you, uh, do you, do you feel I've, I've, see, I've seen those this season, and yeah. I can't recall an example off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I've seen a not too dissimilar incident, uh, and the player's not been sent to the sim. In fact, I was... Uh, uh, it was when uh, the Warriors were playing and there was some late action on a kicker. Yeah. So it was Melbourne Storm against the Gold Coast Titans. Okay. And it was uh, Jerome Hughes, late tackle on um, Tanner Boyd. And he didn't get, he ended up getting okay. a suspension, but he didn't get a symphony. I believe, like I said during that game, if if that's Victor yeah. Radley, if that's Jared Rhea Hargreaves, so the, the type of tackles, you know, your reputation plays a part in it. Yeah, okay. And I, I believe the reason that was a symbol is because it was Victor Radley. Yeah, but it's always been that way. Like when I came through, whether it was Gordon Tellis or, you know, Tony Carroll or someone like that, if you play on the edge, mate, you have got a, a mark on your head, unfortunately. And Victor Radley, we know Victor Radley's got that. And I, look, I agree to a certain extent that's going to happen, but Victor knows that. But Victor's not yeah. going to change what he does. No, and... And, 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 we, uh, and nor do I want him. And, and no, nah. we don't. And, and he can't. And and that's the price you pay for for having Victor Adley in your team, yeah. um, and he brings so much to to the Roosters. But I just thought Melbourne really put the Roosters to the sword during those moments. I think they scored two tries while Victor was off yeah, off, off at that mm-hmm. point. So um, yeah, hard for hard for the Roosters to come back, and there'll be some some soul searching going on. Um, but you have those games. Mate, yeah. we, we all know that. You know this, Connor. Mate, you have those games where no matter how hard you try, you know what? And we, yeah. we don't forget, but like Tedesco's out tonight. Tedesco's been so consistent. He's been a gauge. I know you get Joey Manu back. And Manu tried hard, but like, it's just not the same as having Tedesco back there. But the Melbourne Storm, they got the jump and they were so consistent. And I, I know that Connor said before, 20 minutes, they, they were in that game and they were. But it's funny when Munster is on and he's just he's confident and he's sticking his tongue out and he's just playing <laughs> like he's on and you know what he's one of the great players I, I love the way that he plays he's a skellywag and um, his energy is unbelievable. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was on. He, he was it, it, it was like a oh, you know a, an, an adult yeah. lion toying with the the baby cubs. Yeah. He was just knocking them around. That one he just, run, hey, oh mate, yeah. it was like a scrum. Yeah, it was just, off, the, off the back of the scrum, yeah. kind of like how do you <laughs> how do you def- how do you <laughs> defend that? Oh, I don't know. Like, how how yeah. do you not individually. What's your system when you go into play Cameron Munster for you know for, for someone that plays you know in and around, especially that that wider position? How do you defend him? Well, you got to defend him in the system. Like it needs to be together because yeah. as soon as one person comes out, he f- he's such a 
great player at filling the space. Like he, he has a great understanding of where pockets are. And if you don't get up on him together or yeah, he can feel if someone's ahead and he'll just get into that space. And then he's got a great palm too. So if you're like a little bit in the wrong spot yeah. and then you're trying to leap at him, he just goes bang, palm you yeah. swat you off. So, so you've got to be incredibly patient mm. and not make a move on him. Yeah. Because if you make the move, he'll yeah. take advantage of any any anyone out out of the line, just half a step, a turned shoulder. Mm. If you start to release off him, he'll take advantage of that. If you don't pay full attention to him, yeah. bang, he's gone. You got to get the guy from the inside. inside yeah. yeah. It's about like the angle from the inside, making sure that you're at the right part of the hip. So he can't step you back and then you just kind of swallow him up with the rest of your line. That's how you defend a guy like Cam Munzer. But that's like easier said than done, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. If, uh, if it was easy as that, and obviously when you throw fatigue in the mix as well. Um, but look, he's a, he's a pleasure to watch. Cam Munster, when, he's, when he plays like that, he's enjoying this football, Dale. You'd know oh, yeah. when you see a guy like that so. with a smile on his face uh, that's almost, you know, for Trent Robinson, he'd want to see a serious Cameron Munster. But when he's playing with a smile on his face, that's when you think, ah, he's mm. I've, I've watched him come through as a 17-year-old. There's only a couple of blokes I've watched come through as 17-year-olds. Greg Inglis uh, for Norse uh, in Brisbane. And then I've watched him come through for CQ of the Capras. And I remember talking to Anthony Seabold. I said, mate, this kid Munster, mate, he can play because obviously from CQ and Ben Hunt's from there. And I remember in 2016, I was in the um, Storm dressing room when um, the Sharks won. And I was having a beer with uh, Paul Bunn and a couple of the boys who I knew. You know, they said, come in and have a relationship with Jason Rolls and those guys. <clears throat> anyway, so Cam Munster comes in. And uh, I knew he was, and I was a big fan of his too. And I just looked at him and I said, I said, oh, mate, hey, nice to meet you. I said, big fan of yours. And he looks at me, he grabs a beer, he goes, big fan of yours too. Grabs a beer and then walks out. So, yeah. But his <laughs> sister was there, his mum and dad were in there. And I just knew, I could just tell he was a good lad. And I followed his whole career. And um, no matter what he's done, he just he just enjoys his football. A bit mm. like the way that Connor plays. Yeah. Hey, Connor, I just um, last question on, on that game. Mm. Are there any concerns coming out from the, from the Roosters department? Or is it just a, a case of, Boys, we've got to hold on to the football and, and we get our stars back or we get, you know, Tedesco back. Yeah, I think it's not like cross fingers and hope for Tedesco back. We've got to be better without him. But the issue was the ball handling. And I feel like that's been our Achilles heel for a little while now. Like when we don't complete at a high percentage or give away too much possession to, to the other side, we just don't give ourselves a great chance because like we've got talent everywhere we just need to hold on to the ball and get those guys in positions but yeah whether it's pushing the pass or it just seemed like last night it was just handling errors and I mean it was slippery but we've still got to be better than that so yeah what do you think yeah look I think I think we did see um Swalihi and um Sam Walker swap in defense I think we might we might see that uh, and then you know obviously I don't think it's throw the the baby out with the bathwater stuff, but you know you got to get Tedesco back. Mm. You know he, he's he's so important. Uh, I thought you handled the the loss of him last week really well, like playing without him. But he his he was no, noticeable by his absence yesterday. Um, he really was, and obviously hold on to the ball. It, mm. That helps. It's. Um, yeah, it's the key possession is key. Yeah. Uh, on to the, today's game, uh, the Good Friday game. The Bulldogs coming up against South Sydney. Um, Jared Sutton refereeing. 
what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Is that um, the... He's... <laughs> You've had a few, you've had a bit of a couple of exciting games on Good Friday, haven't you? I used to love it. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You used I know. to make me feel alive, Dale. Yeah, I know. I remember watching you a few times and you're holding your hands back and then you're having a little, um, you know, interaction with referees and that. Like, yeah. Mm. It meant a lot to me. Of um, course, mate. It always, always does. In, uh, I love the in passion. The, in, the, in the chaos mm. that was happening, I didn't realise it was in the wrong, which now so, looking back, I know I was. Um, but when you've got the uh, emotion of everything and you, you think that your claim is legitimate and um, despite it being legitimate, yeah, I couldn't do that action on Adam Reynolds. I um, I wish I'd have given him the shot because from 45 out in the rain, I don't think he's getting it. But anyway, let's not go on about that. Yeah. Yeah. Put that to bed. Uh, mind you, the Bulldogs middle forwards, they're decimated at the minute. I am... Um, I probably would get a game if it wasn't for a ceramic hip. Was, that it, I've got. was there a thought, C- Connor? No, the, the, no. I, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't think I could last more than ten seconds. Any form of lateral movement, and I think my hip would collapse. And the medical, I don't think. Well, the medical bills would be through the roof. So, but, <laughs> absolutely but, yeah. not. But, but what, what, like this, this no. game, it means so much to. The Bulldogs fans, the South Sydney fans, it's become yeah. a tradition oh. now. It's it's going to be great out there. And I know it, it should be, but I think the bunny should put him away here. Like Latrell's been questioned. Like, listen, Latrell, he's got a good motor, but Latrell doesn't always have to work. He plays the power game. Latrell, he's got some fine touches. He's not going to be like your Dylan Edwards, your, uh, your, your Tedesco's, and, uh, you know, but what he does is he's got aura. I met, met him as an 18 year old. Um, this game, this is this is his game at the back. We know he's he's the big dog in town. And uh, I know a few people question, oh, mate, he's got to do more, he's got to do more. Mate, Dante, when, when Latrell's at his best, he can do whatever he wants to do. In this game, it's up to the Bulldogs now because the Bulldogs, it, we don't expect them to win today. Do, do you think with with Latrell, he's been instructed not to go and chase the moment? Well, and, and perhaps uh, just let it come to him and that's... Connor, you'd know more than me. Like, mm-hmm. Connor, you'd play with him and you played against him. Mate. Like, I think he's actually... Yeah. I, I think he's mate. played he's, he's, up to standard. Yeah. But he, because it's not the, <clears throat> you know, the highlight reel stuff. Yes. It's like, you know, he's, he's still getting plenty of touches, plenty of involvement. And I like that he's not chasing that moment because I think if you, sometimes you go looking for it, it's harder to achieve, but if well, you just Colin, let you it come to you... Mate, it, you're a camp, you played fullback, you played with him, you played against him, you know, you know what he can do. What are your thoughts? You you said it, Dale. He's not your traditional fullback or your fullback that majority of teams have at the moment where they're guys that have, you know, 25 runs a game and he's a 10-run yeah. player and those players are, or those plays are so impactful. But it's just like when he might not have a try or a try assist and everyone thinks yeah. that he's quiet, but he's he's having the exact same touches that he would in games. He just hasn't had as many of the big moments in the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, he's a player that when people challenge him too, they'll... Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I, know. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. So I think you're right. I think he's going to be... Yeah, he's going to be a handful for the Bulldogs to contain this week. And it's not so much about us as ex-players or even current players that question him. It's, you know, I know we're in the media, but it's the journalists going, oh, Latrell should do more. Mate, can I tell you... I love watching Latrell. I know what he brings, mate. Can I tell you, if I was playing against him, mate, mate, all, mate, all lights are flashing red lights because, mate, it, mate he can tear you apart. Simple yeah. as that. Mm. Yeah. And the, the Bulldogs yeah. are really going to have to be on their game yeah. tomorrow. They're, I think you have, when you're in this situation like they are, you've got to embrace that underdog's tag. Sure. Um, you know, just make it make life difficult for people like Latrell, mm. for, for everybody on that left edge. Really look, you've got to look after 
Cook first, then the threat of Murray. Um, so they're going to be up to their eyeballs, but they had a very courageous victory in Golden Point against the Cowboys. And, you know, the dogs on a five-day turnaround, all the odds are stacked against them. But I reckon they'll come up and they'll show plenty of fight in that game. You know, it scares me too. From um, I was watching him when I was watching the Roosters play um, the Bunnies. Uh, Keon Kalmatungi. Yeah. Oh mate, oh, mate. <laughs> mate, oh mate, he was he was slapping his legs and he was just like sort of. And I'm just thinking like, no one really scares me. I played against a guy called Jerry Collins, uh, All Blacks, and he's in that same sort of uh, ilk. I'm just like looking, this this kid's a beast, you mm. know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I read um, earlier this week that Keon Kalamatangi mm. actually grew up by close to Belmore. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. And, wow. Um, you know, he, he, he idolised Josh Reynolds. Wow, But yeah. he's also said that, yeah, yeah I idolised him, but I'm going to run straight at him yeah, this good. week. So, because <laughs> yeah, Josh Reynolds come on and played a bit of lock forward uh, in the game against the Cowboys. Similar role this week. And, you know, it's funny how you grow up idolising these yeah. players and here he is coming up against them. Keon Kolo Matangi, one of the best edge forwards in the game at the moment. He's playing out of his skin. So that's another yeah. strike weapon that the Bulldogs are going to be up to the, up to their eyeballs trying to contain. But even Josh Reynolds, that's a really good story too. You know, he takes, mate, whatever, a thousand bucks a week or whatever he does. But he wants to go back and play for mm. the Bulldogs and finish there. And he, and he works really hard and he, he loves the Bulldogs, I understand. And then, yeah, he goes to Tigers, goes overseas, comes back and then he gets to play last week and then the Dogs win that game. Mate, yeah. like Matt Burton, clutch game. Yeah. Matt Burton, I don't care what you're paying, but he's a superstar. He is. And he is for, the, for the Bulldogs to win, yeah. they're going to need every, every yeah. ounce of passion to rub off for yeah. that Josh Reynolds brings in order to get that game. It should be a cracker. And then we headed to see the, the Cowboys against the Dolphins. Interesting game, this. Cowboys not quite f- hit the, the heights of last season just yet, but the Dolphins, they had a, a fade out against the Dragons. Who are you liking for this one, Connor? Yeah, I think the Cowboys, yeah. and I do agree with you, as in they've been slow starters this year. Um, they're not at sort of the what people were expecting of them, but also last year they were slow starters as well. So it did take them like six weeks before they got going and then they went on a really good streak. So maybe that's just sort of, well, I, I bet Cowboy fans are hoping that that's how it'll be this year. But I think, yeah, the Cowboys, they get drink water back. And then that's huge. Massive. The Dolphins, yeah, yeah. The, the injuries that they've got at the moment. I, yeah, we did speak about this a while ago, I think, on Footy Talk and just about their depth and, you know, like how good they were going. But if they got a couple of injuries, it might be hard for them to continue to playing at that level. Mate, you're right. Oh, mate, oh, Connor, you're right. And then you too, Jimmy. Um, we always know the Dolphins are going to have 17, 19 players that are going to be pretty rock solid. But for me... Um the Cowboys. I had them. I had them finishing fifth or sixth this year because they played at a standard last year when no one expected them to go to that heights. Um, Tony Payton did a really good job, and Dean Young did a good job. But at some stage, you're going to have to have a letdown. Um, not always. It's going to be hard to back that season up. It's only early in the season. We know that. But I just don't think they got their rhythm together at the moment. But um, for me, the Dolphins. Um, I'm going the Cowboys in this game. But the Dolphins, mate, I know I won't be a coach side. So they won't give up. But I just think they're they're losing a little bit of talent now, and then. Not saying it's wearing off, but I know consistently they're not going to be able to play at that level for the whole year. Yeah, well, they've been. It's clear that they've been. They've been up to yeah, start the season for a long time. Uh, I think for, for Wayne Bennett, knowing how Wayne operates, um, the disappointing thing will be the tries early that they conceded. So Jacob Little out of dummy half, yeah. the Dragons a yeah. simple dive over. The next try, Little out of dummy half pops it to Blake Laurie who dives third, over. Yeah. So like yeah. these are the cheap tries mm. that his team has given away. Like. Just 
get them out of the game. Lads. Yes. Like, you've got to put your body... If, if the team puts on a great play and scores over in the corner and they have to work super hard to get it and they earn the try, that's fair enough. It's the cheap tries that you concede that Wayne will be filthy on. So, I'm expecting to see a reaction. But yeah, they're down on troops. Yeah. I, ju- I just don't know. No, I, I mean, the Cowboys for me, but Dolphins yeah, will Cal- try hard. Cal- but yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Dolphins yeah. will try hard, yeah. but they just yep. they just probably lack that that depth and that ability to continue to maintain the effort because the NRL, the week-to-week grind that it is, it, it wears on you and, yep. and it really does. And if you're up for those, you know, you're up for the first game at Suncorp Stadium against the Roosters, you're, then you're up for your first home game at KO Stadium. Then you come down, travel to Newcastle. Yep. They dip, <clears throat> dipped a little bit there. They did. I think yeah, they course. dipped and got away with that. But um, I don't know if it's completely over for the Dolphins just yet but no no it's, expect, it's not yeah it's not, it's not over. the, hammer, get, like the oh. hammer and drink water how good's that like yeah. I, I, know, I know why the hammer left there hammer one of the fullbacks what and the hammer consistently is playing really good football I knew he yeah. could play but at the moment he's been one of their best players oh absolutely is yeah. it he need, he needs a big game yep. um, but that's a it's an exciting uh, another Queensland Derby Dell yeah. as well for all the people up there of that's course. a we love special it. game absolutely Queenslanders we love it alright we'll take a quick break and we'll come back to you in a moment Hello and welcome back everybody to Footy Talk brought to you by the Listener app me James Graham Wendell Saylor and Connor Watson uh, big news a couple of signings Nico Hines six year seven million dollars will be 33 at the end of this contract the Sharks have announced personally I think it's a great it's a win-win Mate good luck if you can get it and mate I'm happy for Nico mate I've been a fan of his for a long time but also, just the way that he carries himself off the field as well. We obviously know uh, the controversy uh, through his mum and that. And now I've had family members go through some tough stuff. But I just love the way that he just he owns it. Mate, the Sharks, when he went there, not many people leave the Melbourne Storm and, and be able to carry like a team and carry themselves the way he has. So, Nico, good luck. As I said to you, mate, when you're getting that sort of price tag, uh, mate, good luck to you. Um, mate, yeah. Do you think it's too much? Do you Look, think he's earned that? Oh, I'm not saying it's too much. I'm saying good luck to him. But I'm thinking if you're going to get that sort of price tag, you've got to be an Origin player or you've got to be a Premiership player. Okay, I know he's been in Premiership squads and stuff and he's been in Origin squads, but that's a big price tag. But, mate, I, I don't begrudge any young footballer. Yeah. Mate, these guys, they, they deserve their money. But that's a, that's a big price tag. But with that, he needs to deliver a Premiership, I reckon, to the Sharks. And, mate, I've got no doubt that he can do that. Yeah, I'm with you, Del. I think it's... Yeah, awesome for Nico. Like, good on him. Such a good mm. story, too. Yeah. He only started playing in a row at like 24, 25. The, yeah. the game almost missed him. Like, he was almost at a point where he stopped playing. And yeah, we're lucky to have him. The game's better for Nico. And yeah, that's awesome. The, the cash is unbelievable. Yeah, good luck, mate. <laughs> yeah. Stoked on that. And yeah, like you said, I think, you know, with that sort of cash, you need a will just continue to perform at the level yeah. that he does now. As think, long as he consistently stays at this level, I sure. think he's, he's worth it. The, the reality of it is, is he was likely paid unders for his contribution last year where mm. he won the Dalian medal. Yep. And the value of any halfback now going forward is around the $1 million mark. We're seeing that. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, I know there was a stage there where this million-dollar price tag it came with a heavy load and there was certain expectation, there was criteria to meet what a million dollar player looked like. I think the game with the new salary cap has gone past that now and it's every t- every team will have a million dollar player and the halfback position is so key. We're seeing like the, the value in experienced halves 
it's something that the Sharks don't have to worry about now for the next seven years. They've got their halfback lined up. Similar, Manly did it with Cherry Evans. Whether or not that pays dividends, I don't yeah, know. Sure. But they, but it's a, it's it's less stress to have. So if Nico Hines was to become available, it would be a frenzy mm. because he's still got his arguably his best years ahead of him, and he's still playing at the top of his game. And then we know the value of experienced halves. Mm. It's a smart move, smart business move from the Sharks to tie this guy up. They just re-signed their whole backline too. Yeah, Mortalo and yeah, all that. Ev- everyone. So they had, I think their whole <clears throat> back five was off contract and then they've extended Nico. So that's huge for them. Like that locks in the core of that v- very good football side for the next couple of years. So. But also what you're locking in is a, is a really good person. I think, mm. you know, talk about core values and the way that he carries himself and I think I've spoken about that. But I've never met Nico, but just to watch him, the way he interviews, his look, he's just like... It's not just like, he just, the way that he, you know, does the grassroots stuff, I love what he does, but just, he just loves football. So if, if I've got a young son or a young daughter and they're at the Sharks, I'm going, mate, Nico, Nico Hines, mate, I, mate I, want, I want my young daughter or son to go there, the way that he carries himself. So I think, you know, the marketing, he's got everything. So yeah. he's, got, he's got the total package. Yeah, he, he, no doubt the, the, the face of the game. Yeah. And... He deserves it because obviously his story is incredibly powerful and a strong message to anybody out there that you know has their issues or their struggles. That yeah, it is tough being in the moment, but it it can get better. He's living proof that it can and will get better. It's not going to happen overnight or by magic, but the strategies you can implement in order to create change and and fix these issues. It and he is a beacon for that, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, in other transfer news, Coach Walters up in the, the Brisbane Broncos, they're off to a flyer, 5-0. Can hardly be touched. Yeah. Uh, two-year extension. Dell, former Bronco, premiership winner there three times. What are your thoughts? What's your immediate reaction? Um, I'm happy for Kevy, but like for me, I've still got a question on the Broncos. Mate, all they can do is win at the moment. But through that Origin series, and then after that, we saw at the back end of last year, I think he had six or seven games. I think they won one, you know? Like, yeah. So Adam Reynolds is the most important part of this team. You can have your Katoni stays, you can have your Selwyn Cobos. Payne Huss, can I just say, he's an absolute machine. I don't care yeah. if you pay him a million dollars, mate, he's hard to stop. And even for Kevy, mate, mate, congratulations on the extension. I just, for me, I just, you're getting extended, um, you know, at a time when, we haven't made the top eight for a while. Obviously, my best mate was there for a while, Anthony Seabold. Um, I think that we've got a wooden spoon there. Um, good luck to Kevy. Mate, I just think, I know what the Broncos are doing there. I just want the Broncos to deliver on more than just promise, you know? So I know what the Broncos hierarchy are doing. So good luck to Kevy. Good mate of mine. Wanted to do well. But I want the Broncos to get back to where they were. Yeah, I, I think in order to do that, though, yeah. my, my, my thought process in this is, um, what can we control? Because it yeah. look it looks as if they're heading towards a premiership. Sure. It looks as if they're heading that way. So, what 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 can we stop? Like, okay, well, instability around the coach or the yeah. coach's future. So let's put that fire out before it before it burns. Sure. Before it becomes an issue and that sense of you know insecurity, the unknown for Kevy. Let's let's keep him happy. Let's give him an extension. Away we go. So we can just focus on the results. Where there might be a bad referee call. Yeah. Might be an, there's obviously going to be an origin period for them to deal with. They can't do anything about that. Injury, suspension, poor ref calls, you know, dips in form, you can look at working on. But for me, they've fixed a problem that they can do, that they can control, and that will help 
in order for them and that uh, assault on the Premiership come September, October. Connor, are you surprised that he's got a two-year extension? Nah, um, no, I'm not. I think for from a player's perspective too, like you want your coach to be locked in because you you don't want those questions to be out there and have to worry about that with with the media and because that was like the thing for the Broncos for yeah. a while, right? It was yeah. like they were questioning whether Kevy was going to be the coach long sure. term, and then that just might subconsciously creep into like Kevy. I don't I don't know Kev, yeah. but like yeah, no, and how he is with the players, like subconsciously. You know, people might just start being on edge. So when your coach is locked in for two years, it just gets rid of all that noise and you can just worry about – he can worry about coaching, you can worry about playing footy. Well, also, I'll say this. When Selwyn Cobbo did a podcast I think earlier this year and said that <clears throat> Adam Reynolds was the coach and Kevy wasn't, <clears throat> I know Selwyn Cobbo's a young outside back. We've all done it. We, we get on podcasts and we say things. <laughs> and mate, I've always, even with Wayne Bennett, like – Alan Lang and Kevin Walters used to help coach the side with Wayne there. So I know where Cobbo was coming from. And as you know, even with Robbo, Robbo would go and talk to Luke Carey and talk mm. to Young Walker and say, even yourself, you know, um, and even Carlin Ponga obviously went Newcastle on that. So Cobbo as an outside back, we know what he can do, but we we obviously know the brains of, like Darren Lockyer, when Darren Lockyer was the Broncos, but we knew it was like, you know, me and Gordy knew that we just played the power game, but we knew that it was like, you know, Walters, you know, um, uh, Langer, you know, uh, Lockyer, and we just did our jobs. And then and Wayne would go, what do you think? And then you guys, obviously the brains of it, and we'd do our power game. Jimmy, you're the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand where someone was going. Mate, Kevy's always had a good footy brain. Mm. Kevy brought me through as an 89 year old. Can I tell you, one of the best footy brains in the game, but it's how he man manages stuff. Yeah, I think as well what this does oh. is it, it stops players tripping up on those questions. Yeah. So, you know, if now that it's sealed, it, it's it's big money, but in terms of where yeah. coaches on on the if you were to put the list of um coaches up on on pay, like it's not that high up. No, Kevin, no, you know, so I think what it does it, it it stops players tripping up on that about oh, what's your coach? You know, is your you know the questions will be coming any moment sure. to the players. Yeah. What what is your coach going to resign? Do you want him to resign? That's that, That's not going to be asked now. And the best thing about the Broncos too, just quietly, they've got good people in and around that squad. Like Alan Langer. <clears throat> Can I tell you, Alan Langer, he's always been my favourite Bronco of all time. My Darren Lockyer is one of my best mates along with Seabold. But Alan Langer for me is the greatest Bronco of all time. He's just, he, and he's in there, he's in and around it. Um, you saw the boys when they celebrate, when they're drinking, you know what it's like. Yeah, they love him. Yeah. They love him, mate, and he loves it too. Yeah, he's one of those people Alpha's that... Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like one of those people that yeah. um, clubs are built around. Obviously, yeah. what he did on the field, but oh. just that banter he brings around the yeah. group—it's um, so much valuable. Oh, no, no, oh. I've seen him around the traps a couple of times. You love him, mate. He's, he's a scallywag. Uh, I know you yeah. are too. I <laughs> know oh, no, you're not that what, much of a scallywag. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. All right, that just about to wraps us up. Uh, Del, thanks for joining us. Thanks, uh, mate. Stepping in for GI, been an absolute Del, pleasure to have you on. Connor Watson, thanks as always, and uh, we'll see you next week for Friday Footy Talk. 